0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. We are once again doing 1984 by George Orwell. So if you haven't read George Orwell's 1984, please read that first before continuing on. Also, really quick, because I know sometimes people like to skip the intros and get right into the meat, which is fine. Make sure... I just want to make sure that you all know that there are some trigger warnings in case you haven't read the book. But this book does discuss rape and murder and war and a lot of those types of topics. So if that's something you are uncomfortable with, please uh, take care of yourself, skip these rounds of episodes, whatever you wanna do. I just wanna get that out there first and foremost um, because I don't want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable in this podcast. So with that out of the way, um, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. It is a lot of fun, it's really good, and I think you guys will enjoy hearing from Nicole. Some other cool, fun housekeeping things is we do have a Patreon now. If you haven't become a member, we have um, show notes, we have bloopers, we're working on adding some other stuff that hopefully you guys will be able to see soon. Also, if you want to see my face, talk to me in real time, those kinds of things. I do stream over on twitch.tv barelybookish Bookish, I think that's the URL, or just go to at barelybookish on Twitch and you can see me live stream and you can chat with me in real time and it's a lot of fun. I stream Pikmin, Pokemon Sword and Shield, soon Legend of Zelda, Sometimes Among Us, so a lot of different variety games. It's a lot of fun Um, and yeah I think you guys will enjoy it. I think you guys will have fun but that's all I really have to say and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Everybody And welcome back to Barely Bookish. We are once again uh, reading 1984 by George Orwell. Um, we are starting on chapter four. So if you haven't uh, read the book, I highly recommend reading it first because I don't want anybody to get spoilers. If you're using this to cheat on your English test, I won't judge you. I'm just saying you should probably do cliff notes, but it's fine. If, whatever you want to do. I once again joined uh, by Nicole. So thank you for joining me, Nicole.
1: Absolutely, thank you for having me back.
0: Yeah, Um, so for all the people out there, it's been a week. For us, it's been 30 seconds. Um, So, you know, as you do. So we will jump right back into it. So um, in chapter four, they uh, talk about how they can't keep newspapers or anything. So they have to throw them into the trash chutes that they call memory holes because they're literally not allowed to keep any sort of paper record at home. And I don't know how they police this, but I'm sure it's not that hard.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be that hard considering how much they control at this point now.
0: Yeah, so basically I'm imagining that everything is like ebooks if it was modern day.
1: Uh, yeah. If it was modern day, it would be e
0: books because I don't because it'd be way easier for the government to, you know, push a software update, mm-hmm. force everyone to accept it and track who didn't do it. You know, so I, I there was know. no way they would have like paper copies of anything.
1: I think they do, though. like they everything is everything's paper copies.
0: Well, in this universe, but I'm wondering... In this
1: universe, but...
0: If it was the future, it would probably all be, you know...
1: Yeah, it would. I mean, the way we're at now, I mean, you're reading the book in hard. I'm reading the book in <laughs> digital. You have <Maybe with> <laughs>
0: 450 books behind
1: me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and my one Kindle with 450 books on it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Or the same, but different versions.
1: Exactly. No, you're right. Like it'd be able easier to push an update. Mm-hmm. And some of even my Kindle books have been updated. Like, yeah. So no, definitely.
0: Because I don't even think in Kindle you can make books not be updated. I think if they push an update into the book, it auto does it, and you mm-hmm. have no say.
1: Yeah. Once you get into the into the book, it or into the Kindle,
0: mm-hmm. it automatically updates everything. So
1: weird. Just makes me wonder, like, what did you edit?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And realistically, it's probably like some spacing issue. But still, it's like, oh, this is weird that you can just do that. So part of Winston's job is rewriting history. So he is rewriting a prediction someone from Big Brother made, um, so that he predict what actually happened. It's like they don't even really have to make predictions. They can just say they made a prediction in the past. Versus actually making a prediction itself. Which is crazy to me. No, I definitely agree. So after Winston makes the correction. He then has to throw away the original document. And any notes he made. Into the memory hole. To be incinerated.
1: I know. And then they also talk about. like If you're walking around. And you find a piece of paper. That they have these hundreds of memory holes. Like everywhere. And you just drop it into it.
0: How bad is their pollution?
1: I see that's is where like in like previous episodes, like in the previous episode, where mm-hmm. I talked about how I felt like everything was dirty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I feel like in their current times, the pollution is horrid. Mm-hmm. Like Cause... I imagine haze everywhere. Yeah. It's so bad. Smog. Yeah. Lots of smog. smog and everything.
0: There's probably like um you know after a volcano erupts how everything gets coated in like a layer of um, ash Mm -hmm. I'm imagining that's what everything's like like you come home you smell like a bonfire
1: yeah no I definitely agree and I think that's like and also you think about all these people who've been picked up by the thought police and vaporized like Mm -hmm. I'm thinking cremation yeah so add that on top of it I just I see it's just dirty
0: I can't imagine, like, the air is probably so thick and, like, heavy with just the smell and the, like, everything about it. Like, it's just probably just gross. Mm -hmm. I'm
1: just imagining a very, very gross place to live.
0: Yeah, dark and gloomy.
1: I mean, and, and you think about it, like, the cost of clothing and... It's like, everybody's dirty because they can't afford new clothing. I mean, he can't mm-hmm. even afford a pair of pajamas, for crying out loud. Yeah, and
0: all, a bunch of people are, like, shoeless.
1: Yeah, so it's like, it's it just makes me feel like, because of how they are kept, how much, it's just, how impoverished they are. hmm It's just, they're just constantly in dirt.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that the disease runs rampant there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's probably just that gross.
1: Yeah.
0: So after um, the corrections are made, they're reprinted and put into the file instead. This happens with all media, including cartoons, books, posters, pamphlets, soundtracks, etc.
1: <laughs> I want to know what their cartoons look like. Me too.
0: That's what <laughs> I'm thinking about. I'm like, what could possibly have shown up in a cartoon that they have to rewrite?
1: What kind of cartoons do they even have?
0: I know, because it doesn't seem like they have actual entertainment. Everything is political.
1: Yes. I mean, so their entertainment is, what, the two-minute
0: hate? Oh, you know what they are? They're the political cartoons. The
1: political cartoons? Okay. Yeah. That's what they have so to be. So they're not really cartoons. They're just no.
0: political
1: they're... jarble.
0: Yeah. it's They can't have, because they talk something about later how one of the revolutionary guys had a cartoon strip that he made that he did for the revolution and that now they've become really boring. Mm. So that's probably what that is. Like, I don't think it's, they don't have a, uh, Tom and Jerry. My thing, which is one, uh, Ben and Jerry's. I couldn't think of Tom.
1: <laughs> Somebody wants ice cream.
0: I know. I guess I'm hungry. <laughs> but, yeah. So I guess they don't have fun cartoons at all. They just have, you know, terrible, horrendous cartoons. Um, Oh, so a number of the reports and numbers are just straight up lies. There's no proof of anything except that Bring Brother, whatever they say, is just taken as fact. So the shoe production is up, to, they said it's up to like 47 million, but there's no proof and the same number of people are still shoeless. So it's just, it's crazy. Um,
1: Half the population of Oceania went barefoot.
0: Yeah. So it's like, I'm wondering if it's those people that they talked about, I think they called them proles, um, are the ones that are shoeless? Like, it's at it's the very end of the chapters.
1: Like, who decides on who gets shoes?
0: I know. Like, and it's like, if do you have to buy the shoes? Are they rationed out? So That might the,
1: be explained further on.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll learn more about the shoe.
1: Do they take the shoes from the vaporized people?
0: I mean... Yeah I wonder because well they talk about how the shoes aren't made well anyways so everyone basically has one pair of shoes if they can even get shoes and they're all like they have holes in the soles and you know they're falling apart. So I don't even know.
1: That's terrifying. People's feet must be rough as fuck.
0: Oh I know. They're probably like the calluses on those feet.
1: Oh! Someone needs a (laughs) pedicure.
0: So the girl next to Winston has the job of tracking down the names and deleting them from the press once they've been vaporized.
1: Can you imagine that? You, you're vaporized and now somebody else has to go and like delete your name from all content. How many times have they had to edit and change yeah. content because of that?
0: Well, it sounds like people get vaporized every day. He talks about how he knows 30 people personally had, that have just been vaporized. Yeah, no longer exist. So and I'm guessing it's daily things.
1: Very so often where it's yeah. like a huge spectacle.
0: If this is enough that someone's sole job is to delete names, I think it has to happen very regularly. Yes. If Cause not, daily. Yeah, because I'm guessing that normal people are not mentioned very often in history. So if you check all the normal places, it probably takes you about an hour to erase someone's existence. If she has enough to fill up eight hours a day. That's terrifying. And we're assuming that these are just average Joes that don't have a media presence.
1: Now, my next question, how are they keeping these records? Yeah. I mean, like, is it, is it like command search? (laughs) I know. (laughs) And search for a person's name and it's that simple? Or is it like physical records that they have to go in there and retype? Again, we circle back to the whole computer thing.
0: Because my brain wants to assume that they're using computers. But I think the author purposely keeps it vague so that it becomes timeless. Mm-hmm. So I want to assume, We're assuming that this book is in the future to us. Not in the past. I want to assume that they're using computers. But of course, you know, thinking about it, in the 50s, computers would not have been overly popular. So it's probably file searching. Which is terrible.
1: That's tedious as fuck.
0: Yeah. Because they do say updating the files. So it could just be typing files.
1: Yeah. Ugh. It could go either way. It's very yeah. vague.
0: Yeah, and I think it it's purposely vague.
1: Thinking. It's it's It could go both ways.
0: Ugh. So this is the moment we also find out that the two minutes of hate occurs daily.
1: <laughs> That's. So, so <laughs> Winston's rage comes back daily. Ugh. His murderous intentions. are yeah, that could be good. For your mental. No, he's definitely twisted.
0: Oh yeah, but I wonder how many people are.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're really only seeing Winston's side of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to know if other people are going through the same stuff he is.
0: Yeah, and if everyone is dark and twisted. Uh-huh. So during a rewrite in which they eliminate someone from existence, Winston completely makes someone up and makes them a war hero. Which the fact that they can just do that in their society—that they just have someone um, make people up because he makes up uh, his name's Ogilvy is now this war hero. He, that they just allow that—that that that's just an option. It, you know, basically all of their news is fiction. It's basically. pure, yeah. It's pure fantasy, pure fiction. It's just,
1: and then it makes you think. Okay, well, if so, in my mind, if somebody's coming up with a fictional person, mm-hmm. creating them in a war hero as a war hero, like that's giving them freedom of thought.
0: Yeah. Like, how is he not in trouble for this?
1: How is he not in trouble for the freedom of thought of creating? You know,
0: an individual,
1: an individual, and a story behind the individual. Yeah. Why hasn't he been picked up by the thought police?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: I mean, I get it's his job title. Mm hmm. But does that mean I, I, it's just, it's It's so, it contradicts itself, I feel, it in does. so many ways. I it's, know, it's that
0: it, double think.
1: Yes, it's, thing. Yeah, it's that, do- that double think. No, it's the double think.
0: What if we all start talking like that? Oh, my gosh.
1: You try it for a week and tell me how that goes.
0: Yeah, my brain would be like, nope. So multiple people work on the same project if it's uh, a complete rewrite. And then they decide at the end who wins. So I just, my thing is I have a hard time understanding how they keep all these people employed. Like, where does the money come from?
1: Exactly. And how much are they being paid an hour? Like, that's my next question.
0: It's yeah. like,
1: how much are you being paid an hour? You know, but then at one point we kind of learn about living mm-hmm. expenses and things like that.
0: Yeah, that everything's overly expensive and no one can really survive on the money that they they have.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: So, chapter five, there is constantly a shortage of something, and right now it's razor blades.
1: Damn, poor women. Oh, (laughs) how do they keep up with shaving their legs?
0: Well, the way that he kind of talks about it is that there's a shortage of razor blades if you buy it from the government. But you can buy it from the, quote, free market, unquote, and still get it. But you're legally not supposed to buy things from the free market, So everyone's lying and say they don't have razor blades. Like every single person saying, oh, I don't have any. Like, I need them so badly. I don't have any. But everyone has them because they're getting them from the free market illegally. But they have to make it so that the government doesn't know they're getting it from the free market and not.
1: But at what point didn't it say it was hard to get them from the free market?
0: I think it's hard, but I don't think it's impossible.
1: Makes sense definitely makes sense
0: yeah and i don't think the free market has everything so
1: i just imagine the free market just a side hustle (laughs) just a hardcore side hustle on a saturday morning
0: you know like as a kid how you imagine the black market being like these dark brute booths in an alleyway yep that's what i'm thinking the free market is like it's basically just a giant vendor stall and all these little stalls and people are like.
1: Shush, shush, shush. Except at that point, like, are you even allowed to have stalls here? Like, yeah, I know. That brings on the question of that, or is it actually like you go into like a bookstore, or I can't even say bookstore because they're not even supposed to have bookstores, but you go into like I don't Laundry know a laundromat. A laundromat and you like go up to the laundromat owner and you give them a secret code and they take you down into the depths of the laundromat where the yeah. <laughs> where their free market is. It's I know. Is scary... everything up front? It's like, how has that not been found out by the thought police? Because we obviously know they're good at getting information.
0: hmm Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. So, Winston's friend. And my brain is saying to pronounce this Syme. <laughs> Syme. How um, are you pronouncing it?
1: I am pronouncing it Syme, basically. Okay. Say, Saiyam. Um, is that that's before all the porn sec, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's time.
0: That's what my brain's saying.
1: I almost want to say Simon says, but
0: <laughs> so Simon is talking about how much he loves to watch the hangings. Oh
1: god, it's so disturbing. I actually made a note of that of how disturbing it was
0: yeah because it's just like this is their entertainment like you got to think about the fact that they don't have anything outside of uh politics really Mm -hmm. like they don't have casual entertainment so their entire sense of entertainment is these hangings of the prisoners Mm -hmm. like once a month like what kind of messed up society no, it's, it's just,
1: definitely messed up. Like, and and I guess now we're kind of learning like how twisted people are because Sime is another one of those twisted sadistic people. Oh yeah, you know, and, and it, it's it's like he says he's like it was a good hanging, you know, but he mm-hmm. thought it spoiled the fun when they tie their feet together because he likes to watch them kick. Yeah, and then talks about how their tongue sticks out and turns blue at the end. Like he I loves know. that. He finds that it appeals to him.
0: Oh, I hate it! I so, hate like, it.
1: How how twisted. Mhm. It's twisted, and yeah. it just makes me realize that Winston isn't the only sick person in this world.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like it's everyone like this. Like, is there not a good person left? Like, so now,
1: now that you have Winston's sick side and mm-hmm. Sime's sick side. Sim, maybe Sim. I don't know. I'm gonna
0: call him. We're gonna say Sim. Sim and then we're gonna watch the movie, and it's gonna be like, they're gonna be like, Sim, ah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I know.
1: Exactly. So, Sim, like, is who do you feel is more twisted at this point? Do you still think Winston's still super twisted, or is Sim up there with him?
0: I think Sim is definitely up there with him, if not surpassing him.
1: Okay, so you feel like he surpassed him, Winston, as well.
0: It's like I mean Winston, it's
1: hard because Winston's all about like the rape.
0: Yeah, he's like lusty. And then Simon is really into just murder. Yeah. So it's like I can't even categorize which one's worse because they're both equally horrendous. Yeah.
1: It's definitely it's like in
0: one you take a life, the other you ruin a life. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a good person left.
1: I know it's just everybody. It's like every man for themselves Mm -hmm. at this point. But again, like, is it the, the hate are they, it's, is it the hate that has caused this or is it them just trying to fit in? Mm -hmm. So they don't become vaporized. I don't know. It's like, are they, is this their fight fight or flight mode?
0: Yeah, it's like, it's hard because it's like, I want to believe that they're saying this just because they know that that's what the government wants. But I feel like in the case of Syme, he really believes this, that like, this is a great thing.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I definitely feel like that's, that's true. Because Syme, he just starts discussing it at lunchtime. He's talking about yeah. this at lunchtime where Winston was in the middle of a two minute hate or five minute hate.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's when his rage was sparked. Yeah. Symes is just him just talking to talk
0: yeah so I guess Symes almost more terrible than Winston because he brings this up in casual conversation where if you could you could theorize that maybe they pump something into the air during the two-minute hate because we haven't really had his inner monologue be um, consumed by these sort of thoughts Mm -hmm. outside of the two-minute hate yeah so but Symes is just there's no excuse he just likes watching people die
1: yeah. Ugh. Dark and twisty, dark
0: and. So, Simon also works on updating the dictionary for Newspeak, and he's currently eliminating most words. So, this is where he talks about the uh, double plus good. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying excellent or amazing, and um, ungood instead of saying bad, because he's basically is fighting for. Um, uh, what is that called? In Latin where it's like the pre like un and those kinds of things. Post. Yeah. Instead of making a whole new word, that's basically what he's trying to do is use uh what we already have to eliminate connotations and annot and annotations? annotations? That's not right. Is it right? It's annotations. Okay. But yeah, it's it's wild to me that like you can technically do that in the English language. Like very good instead of excellent. <laughs> ungood still gets to me though.
1: Ungood. You are ungood.
0: <laughs> so new speaks vocabulary gets smaller and smaller every year. And uh, they Sime thinks that by doing this, they are preventing thought crime by eliminating words so that it becomes literally impossible to commit thought crime.
1: Yeah, good luck with that.
0: It's just, it's crazy to me that part, like they have so much control that they can eliminate the language Mm -hmm. too, so that people can't physically express how they're feeling or not physically, but um, use their words to express how they're feeling.
1: So he also talks about how Winston talks mostly by old speak. How his mm-hmm. mind is still stuck in old speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Can
1: we just note that Syme says by t- 2050, old speak will be completely eliminated, and mm-hmm. news speak with limited words will be there. 2050. Yeah, that's not far.
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> people listening far. this in 2050, like, uh... uh,
1: that's 30 years from now. <laughs>
0: but it it's like the, the same idea of thinking about how you can literally not understand old english like most the average person when they read shakespeare does not understand most of what they're saying the average person reading pride and prejudice has difficulty understanding what they're saying it's crazy to me that they can you know this it's literally possible to eliminate a language down to the point where people will not understand any negative words because they don't have the terms for them
1: So this just, your your comment there brought up something in my mind that made Mm -hmm. me think. So you said Shakespeare. So the original text of Shakespeare, how you said it can barely be understood by people. And then you think, like, I remember getting, even in college, in one of my writing classes, they said, get this book. It was literally Shakespeare for dummies. Mm -hmm. And it literally turned, one side had the old... English, the original text, and the other side had it in an understandable version.
0: Well, it's like, think about Latin. No one can speak Latin. You know, there is a very few people who've taken Latin in college or have a basic understanding of Latin. And, um, you know, for medical reasons, like if you're a doctor, you understand some Latin for, not doctor, but if you're a scientist, I guess. Yeah, you have some understanding of Latin for um, you know categorizing but no one speaks Latin to each other that is a completely dead language it's sort of the same thing where it's like they you know we could have eliminated half of our vocabulary when we transferred from um, Latin to English and then to from old English to modern day English you know we could have lost a lot and we would have no idea like we'd be none the wiser yeah so it's like thinking about it in that context it's like you kind of get to this point where you're like how much can we not understand and when are we going to get to the point where Shakespeare has to be completely rewritten for the average audience to understand it because we're gonna get there
1: I mean we're gonna get there I mean what it was two three years ago that, that I had that book
0: mm-hmm. well it's like cursive I was never taught cursive
1: you were never taught
0: cursive I was never taught cursive and really? I, yeah. So when I was in fifth grade, it was the year that it became optional and my teacher did not want to teach it. Hmm. So I don't understand. Like I can kind of read cursive. It takes me a while, but it's like, you think about how we're going to lose cursive. It's just not going to exist. It's Whereas... crazy
1: because then you think, how are people going to do signatures?
0: Mm-hmm. Technically in Florida, anything you put on the signature line is a signature.
1: Interesting.
0: So you can put a smiley face It's a signature, but...
1: I did not know that they completely eliminated cursive, because I actually learned it in in elementary school.
0: Yeah, I think... I
1: learned it in fourth and fifth grade.
0: I don't know if they brought it back, or if it's just Florida that they've eliminated it, but yeah, I was never taught it, and I don't think either... I think one of my sisters was was taught it, and then my youngest sister, I think she just kind of picked up on it, Mm -hmm. but... We, I never received a formal education on it. I just picked up on it because my grandparents basically exclusively, well, one of my sets of grandparents exclusively write in cursive. So it's like, oh, I have to learn this in order to read birthday cards. In
1: order to read birthday cards. No, yeah, no, I I sometimes still write in cursive. Really? But that's, yeah, no, I still write in cursive sometimes.
0: But I it's basically... definitely
1: crazy to think about that.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've. I've maybe written a couple things in cursive and I write my L's sometimes in cursive if I do a capital L, but it's not like I so rarely use cursive or I use like um, a variation of if two letters are close to each other, they're sometimes connected Mm -hmm. just by the chance of me not picking up a pencil. But we had a, uh, I remember in I think I was in middle school there was a student who only wrote in cursive and we had to ask him to stop writing in cursive because the other students couldn't grade his papers
1: dang
0: yeah it was, it was really sloppy handwriting but like that was besides the point
1: <laughs> really sloppy cursive <laughs> yeah.
0: but it's, it's just thinking about that and thinking about how like this could be happening and we wouldn't know
1: see okay and here's another thing now that I'm thinking about it, if they're refrained from thought, how mm-hmm. did they write?
0: Yeah.
1: How do you know how to write or learn to write if you can't express words? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, does everybody go to school and then they're given a book and said, transcribe this, you know, or write this whole book? Like, if you can't give your opinions and your thoughts, how? what's the education like there?
0: my understanding so far is that basically the education is just training them how to be little Nazi spies. Like, I don't think they receive any sort of, cause they don't want an educated population. Yeah. Like they want you to regurgitate whatever they tell you like for them. And they said the literacy rate is only like 20% or yeah. something like that. So it's not like you don't learn how to read in school like they, they it serves the government no benefit for you to be educated.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um so Winston is sure that at some point uh sign will be vaporized because he's way too honest and open about his opinion even though it's all agreeing with big brother, he's going to get himself in trouble. Yeah. So Parsons uh Winston's neighbor, which is the husband of the Lady we met before that he had to go fix her sink. Um, he joins them and comes and sit at the lunch table and tells Winston how his daughter followed someone around in the woods and turned him into the police for thought crime because she was sure that he was a foreigner because of the shoes he was wearing. She had never seen the shoes before. Not that he did anything or acted suspicious at all. He was just in the woods in the wrong place at the wrong time and got turned into the police. Because with shoes the on. shoes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the news is telling them that there is uh, more of everything this year. Like more uh, resources, more shoes, more education, all those kinds of things. There's more of everything. And they just have to believe it. And then he makes a note that that girl that sat behind him yesterday during the uh, two minutes of hate is watching him again
1: got himself a
0: little stalker yeah but he thinks she might be a spy so you know <laughs> who knows so at chapter 6 Winston uh, talks about how he paid for a sex worker and he's writing it in his diary for some reason and I don't know if he's writing it out of guilt or like why he feels the need to put that into words like I know it's technically an act of rebellion and it's illegal but I don't know why he's writing that specific instance
1: I think he's writing out of I want to say out of guilt
0: you think out of guilt?
1: I think out of guilt because at this point he also mentions um, having a wife true true so I mean how he had been married at one point
0: Yeah, I also well, it's technically he's still married because they can't get divorced. They can't
1: get divorced. They only separate. So maybe it was out of guilt?
0: I'm also wondering if he's writing it because it's a memory he actually has. And he has so few of them that he's just trying to write all of them. Uh I don't know.
1: That could be the case, too.
0: So, turns out his wife's name is Catherine. And he's technically still married because she is not dead and they can't get divorced. And this is where we kind of learn that people are not supposed to be in love and that all marriages have to be approved by the government, a.k.a. the party. So I also wonder what the basis, because technically they, they want to make sure when you get married that you're not in love with the other person. So I'm trying to figure out what the basis of them, like, deciding that this is a good union are Or is the only basis that they're just not in love?
1: I know. It's just, it's kind of crazy. Like maybe, I don't know. I want to say that the party looks at both sides. I want to say that they look at genetics because if they're not allowed to love, Mm -hmm. then what are they looking at that will give them the okay to approve the marriage? Yeah. So at this point, I think it's based off of genetics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if your genetics are right, and they're thinking about the future of children,
0: mm-hmm.
1: will their children be
0: good humans, good, not good.
1: good for their society?
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
1: That might be why, how they approve it. Because if it's not based on love, then what do they base it off of? Yeah. And genetics is the only thing that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, or if they're looking for two people that aren't necessarily intelligent so that they don't start, you know, uh, riding, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe f- if they're trying to pair a spy with somebody else mm-hmm. to catch them in the act of something. There's yeah. so many ulterior motives that you could put together Yeah. in this case.
0: Probably have a long checklist. Yeah. So, um it's been about 10 years that Winston and Catherine have been separated. And since, uh, and divorce is not permitted, but they were only married for 15 months before they ended up separating, which is absolutely crazy for me.
1: No, it definitely is.
0: I'm just trying to figure out what drove him to even marry her. Because if you're in a society where you're not getting married for love and you're not getting married because. You care about the other person. Like, why would you even then get married? Mm-hmm. No. And they've also talked about how most people in this—they've made uh, sex sort of a negative thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if they don't love, and it's not for lust, is it for tax benefits?
1: So here's something interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the aim of the party was not merely to prevent men and women from forming loyalties, Mm -hmm. which it might not be able to control. Yeah. So they're basically trying to form unions through Mm -hmm. marriage that will ensure that the government can still control.
0: Yeah. But I'm just—I'm trying to figure out what the benefit for any citizen to get married is. Then, like, why is everyone? The benefit is fitting single. I guess, yeah. The benefit
1: is not being alone. The benefit is having somebody else. It's the benefit would be, you know, to fit in and pray to God that you don't get picked up by a thought police.
0: I guess. Because I'm guessing they won't even let friends get married because if you're friends with your spouse, you know, that's still a sense of loyalty. Mm-hmm. So it's just like basically they know much about the, as much about their spouse as, you know, some random on the street. You know, there's probably no dating, no courting, any sort of process like that.
1: So then how do you even like if there's no dating, no courting, no process? Mm hmm. Do you literally just pick up a random on the street, say, hey, will you marry me? Go to the freaking party and say, will you approve our marriage?
0: I mean, you have to because if you date someone, you inevitably end up falling in love with them. And so then you end f- up
1: forming a loyalty with them. Yeah.
0: So I'm trying to figure out how they can even get people married. because Unless she, the
1: ta- party decides. Yeah. It's uh, arranged fixing.
0: Arranged well, because even they talk about how the lady that his, his – uh, like, his coworker, how her husband had been vaporized, but she did not seem to be mad at the party about it. So she really does not care about this person that she's living with and spending her life with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't understand how they can live with these people, or if at some point, you know, every marriage only lasts so long, and then they have to vaporize someone.
1: Yeah, so here we... S- they. This- it's stated that the party refused anybody if the couple had any gave any impression of being physically attracted, mm-hmm. and then the only recognized purpose of a marriage was to beget children for the service of the party.
0: Yeah, because they don't allow you know the bachelor wow wow outside of marriage, but they also don't want people to be in love with marriage. So basically, they're trying to figure out how to. Make one night stands become permanent,
1: and then not only that, the sexual intercourse was looked at on a slightly disgusting minor operation. Yeah. So, like an enema. I like, exactly that's what they said, like yeah. an enema. That's exactly what they said. I
0: know. Like having
1: an enema. It's so. How do you?
0: I just don't understand how they can police that.
1: And then they have organizations such as the Junior Anti Sex League.
0: Hmm. So I'm guessing, like, both partners have to look disgusted because we've already established that wherever they sleep, there is a telescreen in there. Mm -hmm. So, you have to look disgusted while doing the act, otherwise you'll be vaporized is my theory.
1: That's so... Oh my gosh. Like, you're literally
0: not allowed to enjoy it.
1: They are not allowed to enjoy the birds and the bees.
0: Ugh. (laughs) And it's it's such a big point about this book and these chapters to like discuss that.
1: No, it's like a whole chapter or two yeah. just discussing sex and why it's hated and why people are permitted to get married and why they can't like each other and.
0: How lonely was George Orwell? This is what I'm trying to figure out now because. Well,
1: if he if he went through P T S D. Yeah. A lot of people with PTSD, it's hard to, you know, if somebody's triggered all the time, it's hard to maintain relationships. So he could have been very lonely.
0: Yeah. Poor George Orwell. I'm Depending now wondering, like, on... did he not now have a I... significant other?
1: I know. I want to learn more about George Orwell and his dark and twisty times.
0: I know, because this is not looking good for him because this book covers a lot on, uh, you know, sex and lack of emotion and stuff like that. I do wonder if this is kind of like a – because he talks about how Winston puts a mask on to seem happy. I do wonder how much he's had to do that in his own life, like Georgia Orwell's own life, that this becomes a prominent topic of this book, especially –
1: Can we just mention how corona has made a lot of people put on masks to try and fake happiness?
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Both physically and, you know, mentally, I feel like.
1: Like, we're all just walking around, like we're okay, and we're all going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs.
0: Yeah, no one's okay, nothing's okay, everything's hard and difficult. Yeah. Mm, I hate it.
1: George Orwell brought on the
0: you Heard it here, first ladies and gents, and uh, non binary pals. Um, so Winston talks about how chastity has been ingrained into their culture and how he fears he'll never find actual love, and that how all women are the same because he's a garbage person. Because he literally says that all women believe in chastity and you know are basically carbon copies of each other. <sighs> Like, he really hits in on, on that a lot. Like, I don't... See,
1: and then they talk about how all children were to be begotten by artificial insemination. And Newspeak even has a word for it. It's Artsem. Yeah. And it's brought up in public institutions. Yeah. So, all children are are, are artificial insemin... So, they are literally inseminated children. And they're brought up in public Institutions.
0: Well, I wonder if that's a new thing too because him and Catherine were trying to have kids naturally. I wonder because they've been separated now for 10 years if now all kids are to be, you know, through artificial insemination.
1: Yeah.
0: Whereas 10 years ago, there was still, it was like an option and now it's no longer an option.
1: Yeah. Because now they frown upon sex.
0: Yeah. I kind of want to know what Catherine's up to. I know the last 10 years.
1: But I thought she died.
0: No, he said he, he, she hasn't died yet. She, I wonder like...
1: Where she's at in her life.
0: Yeah, what's, what's going on with her? Like, at least as far as he seems to know she's not dead yet. Which is why he ha- doesn't have another wife because he can't get a divorce.
1: Well, at this point having a wife doesn't really matter because you're not supposed to like or love your wife anyways.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyways, chapter 7. So a large amount of the population are people called proleys, proles, proles. And the party teaches people that these are natural inferiors. So most of them don't have telescreens. They also seem to get to live a pretty normal life, at least to our standards. Um, but the Thoss police still kill anyone who seems like they would rebel. So it doesn't really say what makes you uh, like a prole's. But it seems that like I, I'm wondering if it's almost a caste system. No, it couldn't be because it's not like this has been a lot around long enough to be a caste system.
1: It's, I don't know. It's weird.
0: Yeah, so it's I like I think
1: the- I think that this is just like an o- door opening to proles. Mm-hmm. and that we'll
0: learn more about them later.
1: We learn more about them later because uh, yeah. they it's very 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 vague.
0: Yeah, because it seems like like anybody who doesn't work for the government is a proles.
1: Yes, but that would mean thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands possibly millions of people would be proles because I can't imagine these governments Mm -hmm. having that many employees.
0: Because I think they said like 85% are proles, but I'm but they're 25 or yeah, 25? No, less than 25. That is 15 yeah, 15% of the population then works for the government, which seems like a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, it seems like a lot of people, but then you look at our little map that we found earlier, and then mm-hmm. you think it's 15% actually a lot of people.
0: Because Yeah. Because Oceania seems to own like about half of the world's population.
1: If Yeah, I'd say about half.
0: So it's like 15% of half the population. It's a lot, but it's not that much. I don't know. It's hard to think about that many people.
1: And then you think about it when they take over a country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then are those people proles too? So then you're just adding more. Yeah.
0: So it's... it's like... Because they said that they're natural inferiors, but they don't under, they don't specify what makes them inferior and how, quote, like, naturally they are. Mm-hmm. But you could probably assume... No, because he walked in the proles' district. So it's like, you could think about it as, you know...
1: They have uh, district.
0: Well, I was thinking about it for a second, you know, as every time colonizers would take over a country, they would look at that country as lesser So, like, the people are lesser. So you could think of it that way, that all the people that they conquer are proles. But you can't walk to a conquered place. That would say that, like, everybody outside of London would be a Mm proles. I don't know.
1: Can we just also note that this is starting to feel very Hunger Gamey?
0: is. It really is.
1: Like, now they're mentioning districts and things Mm -hmm. like that and the lesser people, you know. Yeah. Starting to feel very hunger gamey.
0: I know. I don't like it. It's mm-hmm. weird. So, um, the party releases people for a year or so after they confess to their crimes, and then they end up in prison again for not only their previous crimes, but continued crimes. So, I'm trying to figure out why the government releases them.
1: Yeah. So, they're all about vaporizing people mm-hmm. for for a thought crime so what crime are these people doing that they are deemed still worthy enough not to be vaporized and also worthy enough to be let go
0: yeah and I'm wondering if it's trying to make the government look good so they're like we gave them a second chance and then yeah. they abused it or whatever
1: trying to make them look as if they're a fair government
0: because mm-hmm. that's the only thing I could understand of why they would you know release people for a short period of time and then, you know, re- And then my next, them.
1: my next thing, are they? is every single person who's released forced back into prison? Or, like, it, you'd think that if somebody was released, they'd clean their act up.
0: hmm
1: And they wouldn't well, commit crimes, but... are?
0: Yeah. I mean, as he's talking about with the... Uh, so, in the next part, I talk about how Winston recalls the time that he got hard evidence that the party makes people lie when they confess so uh their confessions that these the three rebels that they talk about in this chapter um the confessions show that there was a party in the newspaper that these um people were attending and it's at that time of the party they are supposed to be on eurasian soil so the government made them straight up lie about these dates saying that they were somewhere else when they were really at a party. And there's photographic evidence that they were at a party. So it's like, I don't, I'm trying to figure out with the vaporization, if they're just doing it for fun, because it's not like everybody's rebelling. Like for Syme, they're talking about he'll probably be vaporized just because he's a loud mouth, but he fully supports the party. So it's not like that they're doing it because he would ever rebel. They're doing it because he's loud and he's disruptive and he's different. Mm -hmm. But it's like they're making up things to make it seem justified.
1: Makes sense. It sucks, but it makes
0: sense. So Winston at this point realizes that he's writing this diary to O'Brien in a way and that uh, not that he'll ever give it to him. That's how chapter seven ends. So how are your thoughts about this little section we've got going?
1: I I feel like we've covered a lot.
0: Mm -hmm, For sure.
1: It's opened a lot of doors Mm -hmm. into what the life is like in Oceania. Yeah. But I think there is a lot more to come. Mm-hmm. I think, I also think Winston is going to get himself into trouble.
0: I think Winston may already be in trouble. I don't think he's going to survive this book.
1: Yeah, I okay. have I have a very good feeling that he is going to get into a lot of trouble. Yeah. And he, I, I think he's also going to get a lot of other people in trouble. Mm-hmm. I feel like he is going to be the Goldstein. Yeah. Of this book.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. He, I
1: think he is gonna get a group together.
0: I think he's gonna unknowingly get a group together.
1: Yes, and totally rebel against Big Brother and Mm. get him in trouble. And part of me feels like he is going to be taking a trip to
0: the prison,
1: our favorite place, the Ministry of Love.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> He's going to get to see the inside of that.
1: I think he is going to end up seeing the inside of the Ministry of Love. I truly do.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Oh, nervous.
1: It has been a very, very interesting seven chapters. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, thank you so much, Nicole, for joining me on this week's episode. I can't wait to read the next couple chapters and talk to you about them next week.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for uh, having me. It's been fun.
0: Where can all the people find you?
1: I am on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Discord, and Twitch, and all under Scarlet Rose FL, Scarlet with two T's.
0: All right. So find her over there and uh, make sure to read the next couple chapters and join us on the next episode where we will decide, is Winston a good person? The answer is already no, but, you know, we'll decide it again next (laughs) week.
1: Yeah, we'll try. We'll try and give him the benefit of the doubt and see what happens.
0: Already the trash bag of Winston. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we will catch you in the next one. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the bailey Fish podcast next week we'll be continuing on with even more 1984 and i hope you guys are enjoying it So, some quick housekeeping things. If you want to help support this podcast, honestly, one of the best ways to do that is to leave a review, to tell your friends about it, all that good stuff. Share it on social, tag me in it, all that kind of stuff. And it really helps a lot more than you all probably know, and I would really, really appreciate it. Also, if you want to support us on Patreon, that's a great way too. Um, Right now, we are doing show notes and bloopers, and we have smaller tiers, and you can also do it on uh, whatever you're comfortable with uh, monthly. And we are adding adding more features to that in the future, but I'd also love to hear what you guys think and things you want to see on Patreon, and I will work to make them happen. We are also streaming on Twitch, so if you want to follow us over there at Barely Bookish on Twitch, please do. We I'm trying to stream a couple times a week, at least once a week um, from here on out. So that's a lot of fun. Please check that out if you are interested. And that's all I've got for you guys this week. Our logo was designed by my little sister, Sarah. Our theme song is from FreePD.com and it's by Raphael Crux. And that's all I have. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye!